This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandy shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandy shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303 mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. We have a whole bunch of live shows scheduled for this summer. Pod Meets yes. World Live is going on the road. So, writer, what we we've been in discussion. How are we going to yeah. do this? Are we going? Are the three of us going on the road together? What does that mean for our families? Writer, right. uh, you have talked many times about how, as Indy is getting older, it's made you realize, like now that he's eight, you have. 10 more summers of yeah. of actual of like time vacations plan, with him yeah. Yeah. and so what have you decided to do this summer with your time we're gonna road trip it we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna van life it yeah I mean, you know it. we've done multiple road trips like during covid in 2020 we did a big camping trip you know where we were just kind of on our own in our own little bubble we literally brought like a portable toilet with us so we never went to public <laughs> bath and we did that for like three weeks and it was just such a bonding great experience and then after like in 2021 uh when everyone was vaccinated and feeling safer we decided to drive around the country and see all of our friends that we hadn't seen because of covid so yeah. we like did this epic three or four week road trip 
And then, so this summer was coming up, and we I really want to take Indy rafting because I grew up whitewater rafting all the time. Amazing. Um, and so we we wanted to go. We do our normal camping trip. We go up to my parents. We go camping, and then we were gonna. I was like, oh, and then we'll just go right into a rafting trip. And then we were looking at the dates based on our live shows, and we were like, well, then we'd be driving all the way back to L.A. like right when we have to. I'd have to turn around and jump on a plane to Minneapolis. I was right. like, why not just keep driving? And then we kept adding up the dates between conventions and live shows. We're just going to be on the road for over six weeks. Um, wow. Yeah. Man. And so, and I'm, and Indy could not be more excited, which I just love because I loved road trips as a kid. I love yeah. road trips as an adult. Uh, you know, we camp and we get out and we hike and like, we're going to white water mm -hmm. raft. So it's not like we're like, in the car the whole time, but right. um, just exploring the country. And um, I'm just so glad that he likes it. Like he's, yeah. he always sees, he'll be like, dad, I missed the month long road trip when we took our road trip oh, you know, two years ago. Oh. He still talks about it. And I'm like, all right, that's dude, cool. let's do it again. So if Man, I am on the so road cool. for six weeks, I am running from the law. <laughs> that's why I've been because in a car you for want six to be home uh, Of course, of course I am running from the, no, my, my wife and I, with, this is one of the things that makes a great partnership, and it's the same thing that you have, Danielle, and the same thing that you have with Alex, Ryder, right. is how you travel together makes a huge difference yes, when it everything. comes to your partnership. And yeah. Sue and I, on almost exactly the same day, at exactly the same time, no matter where we are in the world, we'll look at each other and go, I want to go home. That's how Jensen <laughs> and, and I are. And it's usually yes. about 10 or 12 days into a trip. We're like, I, I want to go home now. Yeah. yeah. So that's what <laughs> makes a great partnership when yeah. you're just, you travel the same together. It's important. Yeah. And I think yeah. Alex and I would just keep going. Like, Forever. <laughs> I don't think we, except, unless we have to come home, there's, oh, we'll man. just keep going. So getting yeah. back to our live shows, we yes. are doing costume contests. Oh, I can't In wait. every city. I feel like you guys just both took a sip of your coffee. Now I need to take a sip now of my you need coffee. To take a sip. <laughs> so, what Transition. costumes are you hoping to see? I was just going to ask the same thing. What do you think is going to be the most obscure Boy Meets World character yeah. costume you're going to see? Because I'm right. guessing we'll get a lot of Feenies, a lot we'll of Plays with Squirrels, with... Yeah. a lot of Topanga, Topanga with the with the yeah. lipstick on the face. Topangas, yeah. We've seen those dusty. before, actually. Yeah. I want to see a Dusty. <laughs> dusty would be great. Oh dusty my God, would, that would be, be great. <laughs> Janitor Bud. I want to see some Minkuses. Minkusai. 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 It would be a great outfit. Um, yeah, what about a lobster? A lobster. See, thing. that's yeah. what I mean. Like, it's good. Are we going to get a Nancy Kerrigan? Are we going to get no. uh, a, a model from the mall? Are we going to get a Kathy Ireland? Like, how obscure are people going <laughs> to go? What about Ryder's friend who invented the word Strofty Bright? <gasps> Is that, that ocean? Would be so obscure. How do you, <laughs> they, uh, no one knows what ocean looks like. It doesn't matter. They doesn't just matter. come up and say, I'll I'm, tell you right now. Uh, <laughs> okay. Tell long us. Hair, what is ocean? Long okay. curly hair, tie dye shirt, Nike, black Nike shorts, no shoes. Every so day. Exactly, every day of his life. Exactly what kids. you think a kid named Ocean who invented ocean. a word like Strafty Bright would look like. Tie dye yeah. shirt. Different tie dye shirt, black Nike shorts, never wore shoes. He grew up on he grew up in on like fifty acres, never wore shoes. He could run it on gravel. Like his oh. his feet were so thick because he just never wore shoes. So yeah, every day that's what he wore. So okay. that would be that's pretty easy. I like that Man. one. So yeah, Can we, we haven't talked about on the show that um that people send us Strofty Bright in multiple situations on Boy Meets World. Yes. It's yeah. on the board. I wrote it on the board during the- Season one. The, season one. And so you can see it clearly behind Ben. And then I wrote it on my notebook, apparently, yeah. another yeah. episode. <laughs> you crazy. really made a valiant effort to I get did. that word. Really, yes. You know. But what it was so weird about seeing, like when people sent us those, those it was like- 
it was like it was like coded messages I had sent through time to myself. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It was like, oh my god, I took these opportunities to write Strofty right into the show, like sneak it in there, and like I totally forgot. So to be right. able to see it now as an adult, it was just the weirdest. It was cool. like time yeah. travel. That's yeah. cool. So, cool. so weird. I also just got for everybody going back to the costume contest a forty pound box delivered to my house. Of scripts. my scripts from back in my childhood bedroom. And I'm talking scripts remember. with like, remember they used to have the stickers with our names on yes. them? Like a yeah. bunch of them still have Wilford L on them. These were like original table read draft delivered to my apartment scripts that are there. I have the breakdowns of the blocking sheets. Wow. I have our cast and crew sheets with all the phone numbers oh on them. Oh my gosh. I have our bump, like the TGIF bump sheets. I've oh got my gosh. all of that stuff. Well, those are prizes. Yeah. For who wears the best costume, we will decide. Uh, we haven't talked about our criteria or the yeah, judging judge. process. We ha- we still have to we still have to discuss all of that. But one of you lucky people will be walking out of our live show every single night with an autographed script from Will Stash that we will all sign yes. for the best costume. I I'm hope to see a kushling. Having- There'll be a cushioning. That'd be great. Oh, wow. A Jody Sweeten cushioning. Wouldn't that be a great costume? With the ripped pants that she's peed herself yeah. in. Um, <laughs> right. I, uh, I'm also, I can tell you, uh, going to be having lunch with a couple cast members of Boy Meets World coming up. I won't say who, oh, but a couple okay. coming up. So I we might bring are a, not uh, included in this. You are I not allowed. Not, I wasn't okay. invited to lunch, apparently. I guess we are not. No, we're, right? having, we're having a real cast reunion. Got it. Um, okay. And uh, maybe I'll bring some scripts and have some of them sign it as well. Oh. So we can have some cool stuff there with some people. Great. But no, not, neither of you are invited. I, I keep no. up with everybody. You know how that is. And yeah. uh, we don't like you. And yeah. so you're not going to be coming. That's yeah. just how it is. But I'll tell you all about lunch. It's going to be great. Oh, can't right. wait to hear about it. I, yeah. I hope you I hope you get some bib lettuce. Um, <laughs> welcome to Pod Meets World. I'm Danielle Fischel. I'm Ryder Strong. And I'm Will Friedle. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. As a podcast focused on reliving memories from our past, I can tell you firsthand, as you get older, your memory just isn't as reliable as it used to be. Yeah, if we didn't have Will here, there would be a lot of dead air. (laughs) That is true, Robert. Well, guys, since I know you need a little help, you're going to love Legacy Box. It's the safest way to digitize your home videos and pictures, even when you think you don't have a way to watch them anymore. Oh, this is perfect, especially with Mother's Day right around the corner. It really is the perfect gift for the whole family, whether it's a sweet 16 or college graduation. First steps or performing a Backstreet Boys dance in between scenes on your childhood network sitcom. This is the way to reconnect with your history. The process is so easy. You just fill your legacy box with old VHS or camcorder tapes, pictures, negatives, film reels. I mean, they even work with over 15 different types of analog media, so they have you covered. Then you just send the box back and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand in the U.S. And you'll get it all back on the cloud or on a thumb drive along with your originals. 
I recently sent off my first box to Legacy Box, and I got into my old storage unit and found about 40 tapes, all different media, and I was able to label each one and send it off. I cannot wait to see what these tapes hold. Jensen and I also recently got some of his home videos digitized, and being able to hear his parents' voices again has been a real gift. So join over 1.5 million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories. Go to LegacyBox.com slash world to save 60% during their best Mother's Day sale ever. It's time to connect with your past and make sure those memories are preserved properly. That's LegacyBox.com slash world. Summer is steadily approaching and you know what that means. Wearing a shirt at the beach so I don't look like a sad radish for the entire vacation. Okay, maybe. Being thirsty? Yes, Ryder, you got it. It is time to go outside and bask in the glory that is sunshine with barbecues and hikes and trips to exotic locations. With your shirt on. Yes, with your shirt on. It is time to jump into a camper van with your son and your wife and... Torture everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with all these summer activities, it's so important that you stay hydrated. And we're here to tell you all about Liquid IV. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. You just rip open a packet and pour it into your water and bam, you're hydrating with electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. But most importantly, it tastes good. It's so easy and perfect after a workout, which I do to replenish after a nice long run. And you can travel with Liquid IV right there in your pocket. Add it to a water on a flight or after a big night when you need just a little assistance to get up in the morning. Tear, pour, live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. And with sugar-free flavors like white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime, you can't miss. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code WORLD at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WORLD at liquidiv.com. So today we are recapping season two, episode 23, Home, which is the season two finale. It originally aired May 19th, 1995. Um, any thoughts you guys want to share before we jump into this episode? Um, wow. <laughs> I love this episode. I, you loved it. I, I love it. I, I, it's, it's good. I, it's very dramatic. It's very dramatic. <laughs> it's I'm, very dramatic. I am very dramatic. You um, are very dramatic. And I guess the interesting thing, the, the overall thought to me is that it's, it's, it's strange how much the show shifts into Sean storyline, like into sh- yeah. like Sean's world by the end of season two. It like, feels I was like a two-parter. Yeah. This episode yeah. and the one right before it feel yeah. like a two-parter. It, it also is- feels like we haven't seen Corey in a while now. That's what I That's mean. That's the thing I, I noticed. The, to end the season sort of moving away from Corey this much feels it, it's it's a, it's a bold move. It's a really interesting that I didn't I don't think I recognized that as un, uh, how unusual that was or maybe it wasn't unusual. Maybe it's just the natural evolution of the show. But watching it this time I was like, wow, Corey is really like Sean is just Sean's storyline is the, yeah. the, the major thrust of this the season ender, which is yeah. just a lot. Yeah. And I wonder how much of that is because as we've discussed with multiple episodes that we've seen lately, like I really loved the Thrilla and Phila episode. I think I was, you know, Will did too. Ryder, you were not a fan. Mm-hmm. So 
I think it seems as though, in my opinion, the storylines of Corey being in every man and I'm never making my mark. And how do I sit, make myself different? We've reached a point where we've exhausted those storylines. Right. We have done the very normal storyline of that, which is like the very relatable who am I? I'm not gorgeous. I'm not super smart. Right, I'm just right. normal. We've done those episodes. Right. And then we've done, you know, crazy over the top episodes where Corey's a wrestler and it's pro wrestling and we've got Yasmin Bleeth and Robert Goulet. It's like we've exhausted those. And now right. we need some real stakes. Yeah. And how do we do that? Let's do it through Sean. Right. And I, yes, it's dramatic, but I love it. Well, it feels also, it way more interesting to me. You know, yes. like it makes Alan and Amy parents again. And obviously Mr. Turner, a teacher slash yes. parent again. You know, it, it like brings up all the tensions that the show sort of started with, which is like, how do you raise kids and yeah. how do you be a kid in the world? And like it 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 reignites all of the same it, it brings back the characters to their sort of core and their essence. It, it stresses them out, right? Like yeah. it stresses the situation out in the best possible way so that everybody has to sort of get back to who they really are. It's it's great storytelling. Yeah. yeah. It also, we've clearly set up now through two seasons, no matter what happens to Corey, he's not going to quote unquote fail. There is a safe, there are safety nets after safety nets after <laughs> right. safety net. He's right. got his parents who were super involved. He's got a brother who, even though his brother needles him and jokes at him, is always there for him and will, you know, jump over a, a hallway, you know, ledge right. to protect him if he needs to. He's got Feeney watching out for him. He's got right. Turner on his side. Like, right. he's got Sean, a best friend yeah. who says, no matter what, you're Corey and I'm Sean. So, like, Topanga, who's got a crush on him now that we've shown. Yeah, he's got a girl, a girl who likes him. It's like, yeah. There's like, Corey's fine. Corey's yeah. fine. We have two seasons of setting up that Corey's life is going to be fine. Beyond yeah. his own anxiety. Exactly. If he can <laughs> get out him. of his own way, right. he'll be golden. Right. Yeah. And But what we've also set up is that his very best friend is not necessarily going to be fine. And right. so opening up the next few seasons of... Let's see how this very stable rock character can influence this very unstable, not yeah. protected. Yeah. Is ju I just find it, it it's fascinating and yeah. way more interesting yeah. than continuing to see how secure Corey's life is. It's also it's just wow. it's television. Too, where it's you know you're coming into season two you're hoping there's going to be a season three the only way a, a television show has legs is if every character is developed yes right. so it's one of those things where you know after a while watching family ties and it was like well we let's get into justine bateman's character yeah. we need to right. know what the sister's like we need to know you see it on the office you see it on those shows where it's like okay if we're gonna actually be one of those shows that lasts everybody's got to matter. Yeah. And it's right. and it's that's kind of where we are now. And it's I agree with Danielle 100 percent seeing there's something which, again, makes the idea that he then was off the show so crazy. But seeing you and Tony together, yeah. there's something about the two of you together that's great. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. just it's him trying the way they've now made it where, you know, he need, when we'll get into it. He needs something in his life. And it's it. you think it's going to be a woman, but it turns out to not be that. It's just yeah. it was great. really clever the way that Tony they did is such this. a yes. dramatic actor. He's Isn't so really remarkable because he clearly wasn't cast for that. Right. And he's cast. Right. But he just rises to being such a he's just 
he's a, he's a rock, you know, yeah. like you just, yeah. you, believe, you want him to be this father figure so yeah. bad and he's so believable. He's so present and he doesn't, I, I, yeah, there was a, a there was a movie of the week that Tony did before he did boy. And when we were friends, he was like, he showed it to me as a joke. He was like, you got to see this movie of the week I did. It was about, and the last kind of scene, they're all, he and his family are at a funeral and they're all sitting there and they pan past the family. And it is one stereotypical grief after grief. And it's kind of the bad, cheesy acting. And you get to Tony who's dead behind the eyes and tears streaming down his face. And you're like, that was, this is amazing. You're yeah. amazing at that. Yeah. He just could hit these beats that yeah. we didn't he's, see. He's not false at all. He's so, no, he's so it's, real. It's um, so present. It's, yeah, and he's great. Did you and Tony really work on developing? Like, was that something, did you, did you, there are no, no external conversations no, about? That's what I don't remember. I just remember us. I loved working with him, but it's so funny. I don't remember talking about acting. At uh-huh. all. I don't right. remember talking about our performances. I don't remember like, I mean, there are times, you know, and I, I can think of where I like worked out things with people, but I feel like it was all instinct. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like we just, cause I didn't really, I didn't know how to act. I just sort of showed up and did it. You know what I mean? And I think that we just worked together. We just have, we just had this chemistry and it came alive. I mean, I, I felt it, the, the not so much in this episode, but in the previous episode, when I go to his his apartment and end up eating the food and falling asleep. Like I just loved that scene. It was, you know, and I'm watching yeah. it. I was like, wow, I don't, I don't remember this, but I just, I just thought the, yeah. the, the dynamic yeah. was, yeah, but no, I don't, we just had chemistry. We just had actor chemistry, you know, like whatever. You know that, how right. lucky we are as, cause what you just said is so true. I didn't know how to act either. You kind of just mm-hmm. go and do it. And then you mm-hmm. learn on your feet a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know how, Lucky we were to have the adult actors we did around us doing what they did. Rusty and Bill and Betsy and Tony. I mean, we were only as good as those people we were watching and who were helping us along without even knowing they were helping us along. And man, where we were. And again, we didn't we didn't recognize it while we were there. We just it was so beneficial to have those actors with us. And that's a credit to Michael and to Sally and everybody who cast everybody who brought. I mean, Alex and all the adults they brought in were just yeah. so good. I know. That we upped our game to be next to right. them. So but we just took it for granted, right? Like, yeah, we did. I honestly don't think we it did. was. Like, I didn't think, like, oh, it's remarkable that this 30-year-old dude can act this well. It was just like, well, he's Mr. Turner and he's a good yeah, actor right. and he just does. Actor. I, mean, I would never have said Tony was bad. I always knew he was good. But I don't think I recognized what he was bringing into you know this this these scenes and these characters yeah. this character it's so incredible good. Yeah, yeah agreed it's well yeah. let's jump in the synopsis is when sean starts to feel like a burden to the matthews he sneaks out only to find himself on mr turner's doorstep yet again and eric tries to master the sats by working for mr feeney so once again this is like a, a our first real serialized yeah yeah, we're becoming we went from career show. day right into even Eric's storyline is serialized. You know, yeah. that's like, what I'm saying. Yeah, they're and both, they've yeah. turned Eric into Corey. So this is the start of of really Eric and Feeney. I mean, mm, this is the right. same storyline. You're gonna you're gonna work around the house. I mean, that's such a first season <laughs> Corey storyline. Story right. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so it is like it's the just, Mr. Miyagi thing. exactly, <laughs> and they've given it to Eric. They've completely right. given it to Eric. So so strange. 
Well, it was directed by David Trainer, written by Jeff Sherman, guest starring Jason Marsden as Jason Marsden, Blake Clark as Chet Hunter, Darlene Vogel is back as Catherine Cat Tompkins. Wow, she is in a lot of episodes. She yeah, is. right? Yeah. And has like a major story point in this episode. I know. Like it's not just a toss. It's like life-changing dr- drama yes. between the two of them. I Yeah, and she's great. It's she's fantastic. And but, I, yeah, no I, recollection, by the none. way. None. <laughs> no, no recollection at all. I thought she did one or two, maybe. I remember yeah. her because of her eye and because of Back to the Future. That's all yeah. that I remember. So th- that she was this yeah. integral well, we didn't really is amazing. Work with her. She, all no, her scenes yeah. are just her and Tony pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah. Ivory Ocean as Policeman. He's best known for his role as Mayor Tilton in The Mask. There's something else with him we will talk about when we get to that scene. Oh. If I am correct and I think I am, we'll, we'll I get I can't there. wait. Okay. Yes. Also worth noting, this will be the final episode with Lily Nixay as Morgan Matthews. Oh, yeah. I was That's she definite, up, right? I was like, this That's is definite, right? That she she does season three comes back and she's gone, right? I mean, I, yeah. yeah, I don't. She doesn't ever guest star again or come back again, does she? No. Lindsay takes over. Lindsay takes over. I think halfway or, through season three, wow. which wasn't that long then. If it really was halfway through season three. Yeah, she would not. She would not have. It was we. It was a significant amount through season three because I remember then when they wrote the character in, and it was like she's been on a timeout. Right, we made a whole big joke out of yeah, it. Yeah, whole joke, and she'd been older. gone for a while. Right. That's also worth noting, season four or five. Jeez. This would have also been the infamous tape day of Embracegate. Oh, true. <laughs> oh, that's right. So, so this, this would have been when well, Adam is, Scott is he, is he even in it. He's not in this one though. It must have been Thrilla and Philla. It had it to have been Thrilla and Philla. Yeah, yeah it must right. have Why been Thrilla and Philla. It must have been unless we yeah. shot him out of order, which I don't think we did this season. Unless he was just happened to be there for tape night in the final season. Yeah, it was probably Thrilla and Philla, and he right. thought it was. I mean, he did say the finale, but. Listen, so we he all have been hugging me anyway because there was no exactly. reason to hug no re- Well, unless unless night. he knew he wasn't coming back. You know what? You're it's also Adam the Scott's star fault. of the show at this point, Ryder, and it's he was Adam a guest star. Scott's you fault. How dare you know what? How dare he? Let's exactly. bring him back here. Main cast. Exactly. Oh man, it's <laughs> pretty ah. great. So let's jump into our recap. We start in Corey and Eric's room. Corey is banging on the bathroom door to get Sean out, who has been living there now for three weeks. He spent two and a half of those weeks in the bathroom, he says. Eric, who's sitting nearby at the desk, says to keep it down. He's studying. Corey shoots him a look, and Eric says, well, I am. And then Corey says, well, I'm trying to shower here. And Eric shoots him a look, and Corey says, well, I am. And I don't understand these jokes. I don't either. Okay, so... The joke is essentially, I'm studying. And Corey's like, you're studying? Uh-huh. I am. Well, I'm taking a shower. You're taking a shower? Like, right. Corey so never Corey's bathes. a stinky. It's I Corey, am. Okay. Yeah, that's Got the joke. It. And Eric doesn't usually study. Right. So okay. it's, it's out of the norm for both of them. It's I out of the norm it. for Corey to shower and out of the norm for Eric to study. Right. Okay. Um, I started... I I boom would give that an, an oof, an, uh, just a real oof. Just, I just also get into the show. This is am not... working to sell this dialogue because it's I, not the, good, man. But it is. It's. I am. I am. They left I, you. They left you hanging as an actor. Very it's big in the in the in the first part of of this. Just oh. like trying to hit these beats. I get better as the episode goes on. Um, but I'm, I think I'm, you're great. I'm working. Yeah, I'm working. I don't think I'm bad. I definitely don't think I'm bad. But it's it's better <laughs> as it goes on. It's but yeah, the a little rough. opening of this show for those to be like the hook 
welcome jokes. I am not sure. It, we could have we could have used the rewrite. Yeah. Could have used the rewrite. Could have used yeah. a little punch up. The, the yeah. best joke is is my unibrow shaving cream. That I completely right agree with you. And that should the have been how it started. That you should have just been yeah. me opening the door with that. Unbelievable! Visual. Oh my god! Yeah. Sean opens the door and reveals he is shaving his face. Uh, Facial hair runs in the family, especially on his mom's yeah, side. Mom's You've right. got shaving cream just a little bit right here <laughs> in between your eyebrows, which mm. made me die laughing. Yep. So Eric is prepping for his SATs and still panicking. And here's where we see that we have a running storyline going on. Yeah. yeah. Eric is working out a problem. Nihilism is to optimism as gluttony is to, and he says, Butte, Montana. Did you guys figure out what the answer should be? I, I wasn't. No. I didn't. So wait, it's it's nihilism, nihilism is to optimism. Okay. As gluttony is to. Starvation. That's the, what I said first. Or, That's what no, I said first. I but no, because you can be gluttonous about anything. It doesn't just have to be food. Really? Well, okay, nihilism so. is it, nihilism is the belief in nothingness, and optimism is being positive. So right. gluttony. So it is a is, little op- opposite. It's, but it's we're looking for opposite. opposite. It should be pessimism. That, and exactly. Optimism. That's what. That's where it's. But they gets love thrown. nihilism because they use that in the last episode too. <laughs> that's where it gets thrown. Their go to H or their go to SAT word. Yeah. In our I show. think I think what they're going for is something like starvation or. I said moderation. Moderation. That that gluttony could work. is yeah, to moderation. Yeah. So anyway, I. Nice. Yeah. I then Googled it. You want to know what comes up? What? Just our Boy. show. I was going to say, Just Boy, somebody meets, Boy Meets World. <laughs> Boy, Boy Meets World. <laughs> there great. is no answer. That's great. So That's Eric, amazing. who is mind blocked and can't even remember what college is until Corey reminds him, starts looking for his lucky pencil, who you call Pensy. 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 <laughs> All right. Somebody shows up at our shows dressed as Pensy. Oh, yeah, that's, that's my great, great costume. <laughs> like a, like a Pensy. <laughs> a chewed pencil. Oh, I love it. It just says, and his name says Pensy. <laughs> and he can't find it. He is freaking out until Corey finds it. Oh, then, God, I'm sorry. I just had the theme song to the Pensy cartoon that just went through my head. Pensy, Pensy, it's me and you. Pensy, Pensy. Wait, my real favorite thing? number, too. No, I just made that up. <laughs> but it just seems like that would be the. Oh, my gosh. Pensy. Pensy. Yeah, I love it. All right, Sorry, let's get, let's get on that. Let's record head. that. Let's record that, please. So oh, Will's, yeah. Will's new theme song for the animated show he just created on the spot. It's me! That'd be Pens. That's how it would be. That's how so. Pensy talks. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Sean comes out of the bathroom cleaning his ears with Eric's lucky towel. Towely, a South Park towel. reference. A South Park. Now, pre, we, this now, is pre-South Park. Thank towel-y. you. Yeah. I don't think they've... It's oh. one of the things I wrote down. There's Towel-y two of been. those in this episode. Two major shows taking from us in this episode. Wait and I think we minute. were Towely first. <gasps> We created Seinfeld, South Park, yep. Friends. Yep. It's a Seinfeld one next, too, that I'm going to talk to you about. So, But yeah, no, Towley would have been like when we were, because that, that was right around the time that we did the Halloween episode. Yeah, 95, when, like, 96. Right? Towley's just the towel that just keeps getting stoned on South Park. You, got, you guys want to get yeah, high? He, he yeah, been yeah, to like yeah. season five or six of South Park, I think Park, so, right? yeah. I right. think so. So yeah, it's yeah, just wow. This up. Okay, All yeah, right. but I think we, I think we beat South Park with Tally, but we'll see. Unbelievable. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies, especially when they start really moving. 
With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech Ford electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment Professionals can be as easy as a phone call. And one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. So Eric starts to give him ground rules about living in their house, but Corey steps in to say it's only temporary and they've been doing pretty darn well. Eric, who wants some peace and quiet, goes into the bathroom and screams off camera as his notebook goes flying. And Sean says, looks like he found Slippy, his lucky soap. Slippy. Love that. Would be soapy? All right. I know. Yeah. Everybody else is slippy. It's, all right. Soapy would have worked. Yeah. Either one. <laughs> Eric off camera getting hurt. That's a. It's that's a big what one. I was going to say. I, I literally wrote same jokes as last episode. Yeah. It's the same just, kind just, of. We're still in the yeah, SAT storyline. For as much as as much as I love this episode, I don't know that we started out super hot. Nope. I agree. But, I agree. But I love the episode. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so then we're in the Matthews kitchen. Morgan. 
our departing Lily Nixay is eating a loaded ice cream sundae for breakfast. Alan calls it out as not breakfast, and she says Sean says his family has sundaes for breakfast all the time. Mm-hmm. Amy walks in, and Alan sarcastically explains that Morgan has been getting nutritional advice from the hunters. And Amy starts to complain about Sean, but she stops herself because Morgan is there. So she offers Morgan an opportunity to go watch TV in the next room, but Morgan doesn't want to. So Alan pays Morgan a dollar to go to the living room. And now alone, Amy and Alan talk about how the last, the last couple last of weeks Lily is and that may be it. We pay her a dollar get and get her out get of there. Out. Thank you, Lily. Here's a buck. Thanks for get out. get out of the seat, kid. I thought Rusty was going to do something that I thought it looked like he was headed that way. And I was like, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. I thought he was going to start eating her ice cream. Me too. Did he never do it? I don't think he ever that did it. That would have been great. And I thought I it would have been a was. great choice because he started with the spoon. and Because like, he has oh, it in there, yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, he's going to start eating the ice which cream, is which is a brilliant choice. And then I don't think he ever actually put the spoon to his lips. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, it was That's so close. Funny. It was so close. I know. Maybe, yeah. they, maybe, maybe he did, and it was just one of the things that was lost in editing because he was probably eating when we were on coverage of Amy, and so it's That's possible that he did yep. and we just lost it. That's because I did, too. I thought the exact same thing while he had the bowl up there i thought oh my gosh he's gonna eat it and then i started paying attention to something else and forgot all about it me too i saw something shiny uh so amy and alan talk about how the last few weeks with sean has not been easy on their nerves or their budget alan doesn't blame sean he blames chet who hasn't called or sent a card in three weeks yeah man four kids in a house can you imagine? Like, yeah. That's no. such a burden. Yeah. Like, it is, and again, fi- I'm glad parents. they said financially, too, because that's yes. you're adding another kid. That's I know. huge. You Especially know that, a teenage boy, the way they eat. Yeah. They're, and they're on a budget. They've already yes. set up that they are very much on a budget. You throw right. a third. You couldn't you couldn't handle a dog, He's a grocer, let alone yeah. a third yeah. person. Like, I mean, a fourth kid. That's huge. Yeah, that's that's big. Well, Amy says she's glad Sean has Eric and Corey to make things easier. And then Sean comes down angrily apologizing and yelling to Eric for breathing his lucky air. Sean goes to the fridge and drinks right out of the milk carton. And he's wearing the same clothes as the last time we saw him. So we kind of get the sense that, oh, he's wearing the same clothes every day. (laughs) Even though didn't Chet say to go get a toothbrush and a shirt? (laughs) Right. So you're not wearing that shirt. You're wearing this other one. So Amy marks the carton with an S and then opens the fridge to reveal all of the other items that have been marked as Sean, (laughs) revealing that you apparently just drink out of all the cartons. Amy announces it's a great joke. joke. That's a good joke. Yep. Amy announces she went shopping for Sean. I got you some pants. And Alan is surprised that she brought him clothes. And she says, yes, he can't just wear the same outfit for three weeks every day. And Alan says, I do. (laughs) Which was very funny. Amy asks if Sean remembers the jeans with all the holes in them. Sean is afraid she threw them out, but she did not. She just patched them and he's mortified. There's an S on the butt and a ton of very like tablecloth looking (laughs) patches. It's so cute, that little S. By the way, did you guys have in the 90s a pair of holy, super worn in jeans that you just loved more than anything? Jean shorts that I I painted in one time. And then I wore them all the time, like paint splattered. Jorts. You had jorts. The the 90s. I I had them yesterday. I wear them every day. I wear my. Ripped jeans every yeah. single day. Still, I, 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 I remember too. those Shiloh jeans. Will overalls? Remember, like big overalls were popular for a moment. Yeah. yeah. Yes. No, I awesome. literally remember your jeans almost as well as I remember mine. They had that yep. huge hole huge in the knee. knee. Yep. yep. I remember. I Love think I have a picture of you with Anna. 
and Anna's on your lap and you're wearing those jeans. Yes. I'll have I, to find that picture. It's the, the, the best thing ever in the world. Oh, I jeans. had a pair too that I loved more than anything. Oh gosh, they're just the greatest. Yeah, Nothing awesome. like that feeling of just your super worn in holy jeans. Yeah. Ah, okay. So then she pulls out, she got him a really yellow hoodie. It looks very Corey-esque. And then Corey, sure enough, comes down very and Corey he's wearing... season one, right? Like, yes, very... the color is just so yep. season one. I mean, yep. He's so nonchalant about it, too. He's like, oh, hey, same sweatshirt. Yeah, it's hey. Like, it's just so cool. Got the same one. Uh, and this is where I noticed, so she didn't actually buy him any pants? No, I think she said, I think... <laughs> Mended my pants. Mended the pants and got a new top. But she says. She she says at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Okay. I bought bought you some new pants. And he goes, you bought him clothes. And so then she's Mm. like, remember those jeans? And I thought, oh, we're going to. She's replaced them with a new pair of pants. But then, no, she mended them. And then she pulls out a hoodie. And I was like, those aren't pants. So anyway, just little interesting things. Not a a big deal because maybe there's a pair of pants in there she didn't get to yet. Maybe she bought him a hoodie and a pair of pants and had his jeans mended. But I did just notice that. Okay. Then we're in the school hallway. Miss Tompkins walks up to Mr. Turner. She calls him Johnny and gives him a little little hug and a kiss hello on the cheek. In the hallway. Is that weird for teachers to kiss in the hallway? I was curious. I didn't know if that was weird or not. It seemed a little weird. I think it seems a little odd for dating dating teachers. They're not yeah, married. Like a, yeah, like adult dating teachers Not that teachers you can't kiss if you're not married. That's not serious. what I'm saying. I mean, oh. the, the implication of this episode is that they're, they're like together, together. Like, yeah. they're either yeah. moving in or getting married. At least in her mind. Breaking, yeah. At least in her mind, they are, right. yeah. But they After really go, they do, this episode's months. doing a lot to, like, make it happen as quickly yeah. as possible. We'll get yeah. into that later, because it seems like it, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> He hands her a paper bag of something she left at his apartment, and he gets nervous about her opening it up and opening opening it up in the hallway. And she says she left it there on purpose. He said he'd only be nervous if he wore them. So, so are they panties? What are they? I think underwear. they're yes, it's right. a pair of underwear. But here's here's my question again. At first, <laughs> I thought this is weird <laughs> toothbrush because they refer to it as an it. And I thought, we call underwear them, which then made me think, why do we call underwear them? Yeah, why are pants plural? Underwear is plural, right? Like, why would... Two legs, maybe? Yeah, because it's got two legs, but, like, it's still a garment. T-shirt is still it. Yeah, Yeah, T-shirt is still it. I left it at your house, but, like, I would never say, I'm going to put it on. You would say, I'm going to put them on. Yeah. You would also I'm going to take them off. Underwear. A bra? a bra would be the only oh. rational explanation. It's, it could be it's a bra. A bra. It's, an, it, it's a bra. It could be That's a bra. Right. You got it. It's in a, a tiny bra. little bag, though? Yeah. Well, sure. Sure. They fold in half and, and mold into themselves. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's got to be a bra. It's a bra. I, I didn't, Bingo. I, totally, I thought it was underwear, too, and I was like, why is this so weird? But you're right. It's, it's okay. a bra. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's got to be a bra. It's a bra, and that's why it's in it. Or maybe like a negligee. Like a... Right. Like a whole... Uh, and right. it's got to be small enough to it's got to be small bag. enough so to, which a negligee could also fit in a paper yeah. bag but i bet it's a bra i bet it's, it's a bra, bra. and because she says i have others he brings it to her if it's a negligee he's not thinking what are you gonna you're when, what, you need this it's definitely a bra her point okay. is i have others i, I don't right. need this right. one i wear but she said these. i left it on purpose didn't she yeah. is it supposed to be like a sexy thing nope i think it's just a bra that she had there that she left there because she's gonna because she might need another bra and it's like we're gonna well it could be a sexy bra I don't think it's I don't think it's like, you know, something just for sexy time. I think it's it may be a sexy bra. 
It's a bra. It's a bra. Okay. I feel That's very confident that okay. it's a bra, guys. All right, good. I feel like we've worked this out. Thank you for discussing this with me. I feel much better. So then Mr. Feeney walks up and he asks what in, what's in the brown bag, but then realizes he doesn't want to know. He's thinking a change of subject is in order. And then Ms. Tompkins walks off. Sean is drinking from the water fountain wearing the modified yellow hoodie, the one Amy gave him earlier. It's very Sean style now. It's become a vest. Yes. And did you cut the hood off too? Is, yep. Is, oh, yeah. Yeah. Cut yeah. the hood really? off. Oh, I didn't cut, notice that. I thought cut the pretty sleeves sure. off and cut it down the middle. But also, why am I wearing this then? <laughs> it's I, like, I is have... it cold out? And if it's cold, then why did I cut the sleeves it's just off? Just another it's layer. Like, I know. Why, why would Sean put on this ugly thing, even if he modified it? It doesn't. Right. Doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make much sense, except for the fact that we needed to see that you cut it up so that we could have this exchange that comes next. Yeah. Corey walks up and asks if he knows what his mom did if she sees this modified hoodie. And he says, my guess, she would clean it, sew it back up and put an S on it, which I thought was a very funny joke. Really funny joke. Yep. Really funny joke. And Corey says she's just trying to be nice. And Sean says he's just trying to get through this without making any waves. And... I love that. I think everything about what just happened in that exchange is perfect. Yeah. I fully understand both of their positions. I fully yeah. understand how tense this is for Sean and how difficult this is. And it was just enough for Mr. Turner to overhear for him to understand that something's going on. Yeah. So Mr. Turner is nearby. He hears it and asks how asks Corey how it's going with Sean being at his house. And Corey says it's going great. They're best friends. Turner offers for Corey to call him anytime if he needs anything. And as Corey leaves, Feeney walks up to Mr. Turner, concerned about him giving his phone number to students. And Turner says, give him a break. Sean is having a tough time and he's his teacher. Feeney reiterates he is only his teacher. And Turner says, come on, you're always getting involved with the Matthews kids. And right then, Eric almost walks into an open locker. Feeney yells, Eric! Right? Is he Eric or is he a locker? Eric Locker. Locker. Eric Locker, (laughs) right. And Eric dodges it just in time. And you give him the cutest, most perfect <laughs> thumbs, thumbs up. up. Thumbs so up. Got to give Feeny the thumbs so up. So good. This, again, is a perfect scene. Perfect scene. Yeah. It is a, from beginning to end, with what happens with Miss Tompkins, to with the exchange that happens between Corey and Sean, to well, then the know, exchange. The bra thing's a little weird to me, but everything else is good. Yes. But <laughs> here's the thing the, the bra thing sets up. It sets up again. It reminds the audience from the last episode of Career Day. Right. She is thinking of his house as an as a second home to her. Right, right. His house is her house. And you, without needing to spell it out with a ton of exposition, very quickly understand that he's like, you're leaving my, your things in my house. He does not right. feel as though his space is her space. Right. It, so I couldn't think of a better way to explain that dynamic right. without having it to be one too much exposition, which... Right. Yeah. Right. So anyway, I think it's I think it's just a perfect scene. It's um, really well. It's actually really well directed and blocked, too, because yes. there's a lot going on. There's a, you know, characters coming yeah. in, characters coming out, going there's moving like this way. And it's like scenes. Yeah. she also noticed when she exited, she exited towards camera. Yep. So she also made it where, OK, there is more to this hallway more down this, this way. way, more right. school this way. So all the little beats in this scene really made it feel very full. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I like I liked it quite a bit. So Eric bring, bring, uh, Feeney brings home a speech to Turner about keeping boundaries, and then wham, Eric runs into a different locker. And then we're back in the Matthews kitchen. Eric is pacing, nervously waiting for Jason to finish grading his practice SAT exam. Jason says Eric got a 190 on the practice SATs. Eric says, that's impossible. You get $200 just for spelling your name right. 200 then, points. 
200 points. Why is it 200 what? Dollars. $200. <laughs> <laughs> I want $200. Yeah. I know. Seriously. I'm such a capitalist. Yes, perfect $1,600. Dollars. <laughs> Dollars. Uh, you get 200 points for just spelling your name right. Eric then notices he spelled his last name wrong. There's two, <laughs> two T's, T's in Matthews. Matthews. Yeah. This is, this, is, this is Eric becoming what he's going to be. Yeah. But he's... And- Studying all it's all I about know. studying, which is strange. It's kind of a bizarre combination of what he was and what he's becoming. Yeah. Um, so it's it's fun. It's a it's an interesting hybrid of the of the two Eric's, as it were. Yeah. Um, to kind of see the evolution is interesting. And again, I say this every time, Marsden, bunch of episodes. I, yeah. I mean Jay is this was, his last episode? I think think so? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think it seemed like there was a shift. We haven't seen season three yet, and we legitimately haven't seen season three no. yet, but it seems like there's going to be a shift. Yeah. Um. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, no, I think this was his last one. So Jason says, Eric needs to sleep. His brain needs a break. Right now, he wouldn't even get into clown college. And Eric asks, is that a four-year school? It's a four-year school. <laughs> That's Very a really cute. good school, too, clown college. Yeah. It is. There's I know. A, there's some it's great, hard. It's really hard to get in. Was it uh, Penn Jillette was like one of their top students. And there's some great people that have come out of Colin College. So Eric says he needs more oxygen and he grabs Jason to run outside. Jason asks if Eric's house has ever been tested for radon. And Eric panics at the thought of another test. Jason leaves just as Mr. Feeney enters the backyard carrying some mulch. He asks SATs this weekend, Eric. And Eric says, yeah, me too. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. Very cute. Very funny. Easy And then there was a really weird cut. Hmm. Did you see this? So it was like all of a sudden we're in the scene and it's it's very natural. And then there's this bizarre cut where they must have lost a line or two. Because then all of a sudden I'm like, I'm not ready. And it was like, whoa. Whoa. Where the hell did that come from? Hmm. It was like they lost something. It was really weird. No, it wasn't. So yeah, if you go back and watch it, it was it was just a bizarre cut. It was a weird cut. Yeah. Huh. Weird. Well, Mr. Feeney tells Eric all students feel anxiety around their college exams, but there's no way around them. They're very important. Eric says he's not ready. And Feeney says he promised to never tell any students this. But he knows secrets that would unravel the entire college screening process as a whole. Eric wants to know these secrets. Feeney says he can for a price. And Eric thinks he's being sly and wants some money. So he takes out his wallet and says, Feeney, you sly dog. (laughs) Sly dog. Which I think is really cute. And I'm dying to know, how much money does Eric have in his wallet? What does he think? What is he going to offer Feeney for these? He he needed that five bucks from Corey (laughs) back in the day. Also, I'd like to point out we are now at the end of season two and there has not been a single Feeney call. Yeah. So there's no, there's not even the start of a Feeney call yet. You're right. You didn't start doing it till. Later. I guess not. Season five. Later, I guess yeah, not. I think it's season yeah. five. I think it's maybe, way later. Then. Maybe yeah. I, I thought it had there had its genesis really? earlier you thought than it this. Started way back. Okay. I thought there was at least one scene where it was the regular Mr. Feeney from the dip, from the the mm. fence line, but mm-hmm. there's been nothing yet. So I was wow. that amazed me a little bit. Yeah. Well, Feeney scoffs at the money idea and says he's Eric says that he's doing some landscaping around the house, and if Eric will help him, he will tell him the secrets. It's a deal. They shake hands. And then we're in Corey and Eric's room. Corey is sleeping and he wakes up to find Sean looking out the window at a dog. It's a stray dog that Sean is clearly connecting with. Is it a metaphor, guys? What no, do you dog. think? <laughs> do you think? It, this is a little heavy handed. A little on the nose? A little, uh, a little on the nose? Yeah. <laughs> Just a little yeah. bit. But, oh. you know, again, 
this is a 90s sitcom yes, exactly. directed at children, exactly. even though it's supposed to be for everyone. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to spell out to a younger generation. Yeah. Right. Sean what, feels like a lonely dog. And how and because you also want to say, how could he possibly find anything good in what we've presented? His house has been taken from him. He doesn't have clothes. He doesn't have his bed. But also, we have to say why Sean is why Sean misses it. It's what he's used to. There's a yeah. freedom in it. Yeah. He yeah. doesn't feel constrained by it. He's been so used to living on his own terms right, that he right. likes that. And so we need the audience to understand what is drawing Sean to pursue that again, as opposed right. to just being like, well, why is this? Why is he crazy? Anyone would want the life Corey has. But right. that isn't necessarily true. So this is a right. this it may be feel heavy handed to us as grown adults. But if you are a 10 or 11 year old. Right. You have to rationalize why yeah. Sean would want to run. Away. Why would Sean? Yeah. Why yeah. would Sean hate it so much inside this house? Yeah. And why would he feel constrained? And what is he missing from from his it's past also, life? It's very real. I know this is a strange analogy, but when I went to go do boy, I was 16 or 17 and I was yeah. living at the Oakwood. I was, you know, had a guardian, but was living by myself. Smoking three I packs had a day. This, smoking three packs a day. Yes. I had this great freedom in my life. Yeah. And then the show wrapped for the first season. And I went back and lived with my parents again, who are the greatest people in the world. But I was yep. like. It was oh, I have rules again. Yeah, like right. I'm, I'm back. It's wait. I had my own apartment. I was totally. doing my own wash. I was cooking for myself. And then all of a sudden, that was on a Thursday, and on Friday, <laughs> I had a curfew again. Right. And, and now you be- have someone saying to you, "Otter pops for breakfast." Exactly. What the hell are you doing? And it, <laughs> yeah. and it did. And it was like, oh my, that's right. The structure in life is back again. And there is kind of man, I love you guys so much, but. I've so you got to go to Amsterdam. Amsterdam. You got to go. So to Amsterdam. I went to Amsterdam. So I did what any seventeen-year-old does. You go to Amsterdam. Yeah, and you decide to move there. So yeah. it makes sense. It did make sense. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies, especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech-forward electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. 
Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free. Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call. And one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. Can I ask a quick question about the timing? Yeah. Because the parents later say... 9 p.m. 9 p.m. And Corey Mm -hmm. says 9 p.m. is their curfew. Curfew. But Corey's already asleep. Because Corey is smart and 8.30 p.m. is the best bedtime. It is the best bedtime. At at 14? At 14. (laughs) (laughs) So I was wondering, like, oh, he... He's asleep at 8.45. I know. It is weird. I know. It is weird. I don't know why it needed to be 9 p.m. I don't know why later they didn't say 10 p.m. Because or or since he left last night, that's all you needed to say. You didn't need to specifically say nine. I figured it was like Corey wakes up. It's one o'clock in the morning and Sean is staring out the window. But it right. wasn't. It was nine. Well, they needed to set up that Mr. Turner was still awake, awake. having this conversation right. with Cat right. Tompkins. So yeah. they needed to be an, okay. late enough for someone to say, why is Sean out and about? But right. not why is Mr. Turner still up? But that's okay. why I think 10 o'clock would have worked. 10 or because 11 could have worked. if your curfew is 9 p.m., you probably are at least staying awake until 9 p.m. Watching something on TV, you're, especially when your Anything. best friend is living with you. Yes, of course. Right. Yeah. You're with your best so friend. My, the only thing to me, and I do understand why later they did want to say a time because it's helped set up the fact that Corey goes, do you guys just know everything that happens? Like they knew to the moment when what he time he left. Yeah. So anyway, I just think 10 is the perfect compromise. Thought a lot about it. I think Thank 10 you. p.m. could have been better. Let's invent the time machine. Go back. Make this little tiny tweak. Love it. So yep. Corey says the dog is barking because he needs a home. And Sean says the dog doesn't need a home because he's happy and free. He doesn't need to follow any rules. And Corey says, I don't know. To me, the dog looks lonely, cold, and like he doesn't have a friend in the world. And Sean quickly opens the window to try and get away. But Corey says he can't. It's a school night. And Sean says he can't live by these rules. If he wants to cut his toenails at the dinner table, he should be allowed. And Corey explains, (laughs) we were just covering our food. Just covering our food. So that was gross. Great. That was great, so disgusting, but so great. Yeah. Uh, Corey says his parents make the rules, and Sean says he didn't ask to live with them or be in this situation. And Corey asks, well, what am I supposed to tell my parents? And then we hear the dog bark again, and Sean says to tell them he took himself out for a walk. And then... We are at Turner's apartment. Ms. Tompkins is over. They're sitting on the couch romantically, and Turner says he could look into her eyes forever. 
And Ms. Tompkins asks if that means he wants to marry her. And he is shocked. You got that from that? What are you? It's been four months. Any any man in his right mind would turn and run. Hey, your eyes look beautiful. We've been dating for four months. Does that mean you want to marry me? Get out. Those are the only possible answer to that next thing. Are you no, kidding me? No, no, Four Why months, not, man. If, if, if you're in love, I mean, look. I have, well, hold on. Let's go back. What, Let's do it. What about three months to to buy a car to make a decision? What was how long did Amy yeah. have? To, and you were. But again, I feel like there's a logic gap we can... We, okay, really? Let's, let's you're talking this. about the logic gap between taking three months to buy a car and four months to want to marry somebody you just started dating? Okay, Come on, that's on, apples and marriage. No, no, no. Let's see. Now, Turner is in his early 30s, right? Okay. I think. Or maybe late 20s. Yeah. yeah. I feel like he's in his... 28 to 33, maybe? Okay, somewhere in there. Right. She is acting as though she's. The, she says she's the same age. Her implication when she says that is we are old enough to know what we want. And you get the sense that she is not looking to be in a relationship for like two years before she decides whether or not she wants to get married and have a family with somebody. That's fair. At four months, I'm also picking up on all of this stuff that he has not said, I love you yet. Okay. He it's says he could look in her eyes forever, Damn. which does feel a little like, wow, hey, this that is means serious. something. That means yeah. something if you think you could look in my eyes forever. Okay. And I don't think she's trying to say, I need you to propose to me, but she is looking for, I love you. And right. based Some on where we are now, right. I I, I see this being the potential relationship that could go the distance. No right. problem with anything you just said. Okay. And I think that's what this is. And again, they just needed to up the stakes a little bit right. where she could look at it like, um, if you're not willing to say to me, I could see this relationship leading to forever. Yeah. Something may change in three or four months, but I could see this being something that lasts forever, which it feels as though he can't even say that to her. And she says, if after four months of this much time with me, you can't tell me that, then you are maybe not the person for me. Have no problem with anything you just said. When the ants, when it comes from, I could look in your eyes forever does that mean you want to marry me? You're a crazy lady. That's right. what that. Yeah. So if it's if you go from I could look in your eyes forever. Well, what is what does that mean? Because we've now been together for four months. What they does could forever mean? You is it. different than throwing marriage out. They instantly. could they could have changed it a little bit to say, does that mean you could see yourself marrying me someday? Or does it does that does that mean you could see this lasting? You don't you don't throw the marriage word out after four months ever, ever. Oh, I, I disagree. It's funny that you're so strong. Uh, I know. I, I just think I think most I, men, and I'm I, I'm I'm not trying to speak for everybody. I think most men would find that an instant red flag. If hmm. in if you say I could look into your eyes forever after four months, and the response is, does that mean you want to marry me? Most guys would instantly have their radar up where it's like, wow, you took that real far, real fast. And he kind of does that where he's like, wow, you take a compliment worse than anybody I have ever seen. him." And again, had they written it in a way where it was exactly what you were saying, Danielle, like 
I don't want to, you know, give my heart to her line that she says is great. Yeah. I don't want to well, give you more of my heart. Says, right. Yeah. Well, right. But, but she jumped right to marriage, which for, again, most men is going to signal. But it's just the ooh. word marriage, because saying I could see myself spending forever with you is marriage. Yeah. No, but you want to take steps and seeing. So it's not even saying <laughs> forever with you. It's right. do you see this going somewhere? Right. Which doesn't necessarily mean marriage, but it also means there's a possibility for growth, which yeah. is what you want in a relationship. Hey, right. this is something where it's going to be together, the two of us. I see this growing together into something that could yeah. be beautiful. But That's I always great. break it down. I always break it down into that for TV show purposes. We are looking at stakes. I get and it. If we need to say on a quick elevator pitch what this is about. Right. He is not is, ready to Is commit. Mr. Turner ready right. for commitment to a woman, it. which is it equals marriage? I get it. No. And right. she but, is looking for that. But the way they wrote it, most men would have pulled the ripcord at that point. Let's when you see. go right from I like your eyes to does that mean you want to marry me, most men would <laughs> be like, I got an early forever. racket game he tomorrow. So, I yeah, I know. it's. Uh, I know. Could look into your anyway. eyes forever. I, yeah. we, we can agree to disagree. We can, at so least for four months. So she says they have spent four months together, and Jonathan, you are a good, gentle man. I love you. I could spend the rest of my life with you and have children with you, and I know that they will always be safe. When you hold me, I feel safe. If you can't say the same thing with the same conviction, then don't let me give any more of my heart to you. Go. And he says, you take a compliment worse than any woman I've ever met. He says uh, he can't say that he loves her. And then there is a knock at the door and it's Sean. Mr. Turner says this is a terrible time. <laughs> and Sean says, tell me about it. And he reveals a uniformed police officer next to him. And then Sean says, He's, he's a, cop. a cop. That's my favorite line. It's the, the great best. line. <laughs> he's a great cop. line. He's a cop. And this is another stealing. So this okay. is this is the other thing we were going to talk about. That same actor played exactly the same police officer, but with an eye patch in Seinfeld the next season. Really? Same uniform, same character, same everything in an episode called The Scofflaw. And I was like, that's the, the, that's our, that wow. was our police officer first. Wow. That was our police. So he got Towley. And the police officer mm -hmm. from Seinfeld. Right there. Same I'm character. I'm telling you. Yeah. Wow. They're taking, they're stealing from us. Well, then we're into a commercial break and then we come back. We're still in Turner's apartment. The police officer explains that Sean was caught loitering with older kids and they had spray paint at the high school. It looked like they were about to do some redecorating. So uh, Sean says he was just going to sell the cans to some bad kids for a higher price. Serves them right. Now, and then I, I, I liked this moment because it's one of the few times where Sean was actually doing something bad. Yeah. Like we talk about yeah. Sean being this like rebel or whatever, but Sean, besides blowing up a mailbox, yep. never does anything actually against the law or right. bad. Nope. He's always in school. Nope. Yeah. He's always shows up for, you know, like, so this Corey's is one gotten of the more few detentions. Times. Yeah. Corey's gotten way more detention. So this is one of the few times in the history of Boy Meets World where Sean actually was doing something bad and he yep. was going to spray paint, you know, or whatever. And I just liked it. I was like, oh. This is nice to see. There should have been a little bit more of that because yep. there's just not enough. Like we're just sort of told that Sean's a bad kid or from the wrong side of the track. But this is like a clear example of him doing something wrong. It was right. nice. Yeah. Yes, it is nice. I think, I, I think yeah. part of the reason they don't ever show more than that is because they don't want you to actually be the bad kid. No, they, they just, just wanna... want the threat exactly. of you becoming the bad kid. Exactly. So this is the perfect yeah. amount of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's also so, they want all the other characters to assume you're going to be a bad kid from where right. you, just from where you're from. 
right? right. Which is that whole thing too. It's but we like, should keep tabs on it. Like I don't know if Sean ever is a bad kid. <laughs> like ever, right. you know, besides this and blowing up a mailbox, do does does Sean ever do anything truly bad? Like right. in the sense of like amoral or against no. the law? Like, yeah, I and I mean, so. even in this situation, you didn't actually do the graffiti yet. It no. looked like you were about to. Yeah, right. Yeah. So he told the police officer that he was staying with Mr. Turner. Turner thinks about it for a second and looks back at Miss Tompkins. She looks sympathetic and supportive. And he says, yeah, he's staying with me while his parents are out of town. And then Sean goes even further and says, yeah, called out of town to save a baby girl in East Virginia who <laughs> fell down a blowhole, which is hysterical. Just the too much detail liars give. <laughs> and the police officer tells Turner to keep Sean in his house and apologizes to Mrs. Turner for the disturbance. Ooh. And then he leaves. And Sean is shocked at Mrs. Turner and says, hey, congrats. But as Sean goes to shake her hand, Kat says, nope, she's still Miss Tompkins. And Jonathan says, we'll talk. Or he sees her later. And she says, good luck. And she leaves. That's my question. Yeah, did, she's breaking is, up with him. Is that a breakup? Yeah. See, I, would it have been stronger if she said goodbye? That's what I thought. I, I was waiting for her, him to say, out to, you know, whatever, and her going goodbye, Jonathan. Like, I thought there was something. I liked uh, it so much. That it was good that luck. That it was good yeah. luck. But do you think it's a breakup? Because she is leaving, yeah. breaking up with him okay. without any malice. Okay. Right. She doesn't dislike him. Right. She's yeah. not mad at him. She's she doesn't blame him. She's not him. She's yeah. not, not guilt tripping him. Uh, yeah. We're, we're just in two different things. and yeah. I mm-hmm. are in looking for different things, and yep. I feel differently about you than you do about me, and there's not that's there's nothing wrong with either one of us. It's yeah. very mature, I like it too. Cool. and I, like I it love too. it. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I thought I thought that's what it was, but I was like, I think she's breaking up with him. Yeah, yeah she is. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ioniq 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ioniq 5 is a tech-forward electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. 
Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free. Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment Professionals can be as easy as a phone call. And one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. So Sean is then about to leave, but Turner says stay, and he holds him back, and Sean asks why she got to leave, and Turner says, because I have more to say to you, and then he confronts Sean about the blowhole lie. Sean thanks Turner for covering, because the Matthews would have freaked out with police at their door, and Turner yells, saying, would they have been mad like this? Turner is furious at the situation and disappointed in his behavior. And uh, Sean tries to leave again. He's had a really rotten night. And Tony does the best. Do you see me ballroom dancing? Ballroom <laughs> dancing? <laughs> it's <laughs> so good. It's so great. Uh, he tells Sean if he keeps heading down this track in life, then he's going to go down places he doesn't want to be. Sean apologizes for messing up his night. And Turner says, don't worry, I already messed up my night well before you got here. Turner sits down and Sean joins him saying, yeah women. And Turner says, what do you know about women? And Sean quickly retorts, what do you want to know? Oh, and Turner so says, why can't you? It's so it's great. So good. It's so good. Everything about this. Yeah, it's perfect. The it's characters so have come good. together and they're just, you want to see them together. You want yep. to see Sean yes. giving him dating advice. It's hysterical. Yep. It's, it's awesome. so good. And, oh, and the, the quick, quick little retorts, why can't you be this sharp in my class? And your response, math's not my best subject. All of it's so great yep. I was about turner to break says there. could you tell yep. oh, were you i did my best subject. i had to look away because i think if i had made eye contact yeah, turner, I I lost it. Yep. <laughs> and he says i'm your english teacher and sean says and why are you teaching math yeah. It's just such a beautiful scene between you guys. So dumb Sean is exists coexisting with dramatic Sean. Like exactly. They're, they're in the same uh, yeah. yeah, in the same episode. So yeah. nice. It's so great. It's it's a perfect way of of um instilling your dramatic character with bits of comedy. Yep. Uh because you can you can deliver it deadpan and it and it right. does, and it fits with the drama. So right. it's beautiful. It's great. Yeah, it is. It's great. Then we're in the Matthews kitchen. Amy and Alan call the boys down for breakfast, but Corey comes down alone. They ask where Sean is, and Corey starts to cover for him. They know that Sean left around 9 p.m. the night before. Corey asks if they know everything all the time. And then Corey says that Sean is like a wild dog doing wild dog things. <laughs> Turner then knocks on the door with Sean next to him, and Alan reveals that Turner called them. Amy sends the boys up to their room, and Alan says the last time he heard from Chet was when he backed out of their driveway and hit the trash can. 
Eric walks in from outside asking for a weed whacker and reveals that he's working for those SAT secrets and has Feeney right right where he wants him. And apparently rolling in the dirt? Is that, no, you is are that, covered in is dirt. Is that what's happened? Is he absolutely rolling in the dirt as he's Just out there? covered in mud. <laughs> they were not subtle with that, no. with that costume, were they? <laughs> Feeney yells at him to keep working in the garden, and Eric says, right in the palm of my hand. It's really great. Uh, just as Turner explains what Sean needs, Chet calls and starts to leave a message on their machine until Amy picks up. They ask where he is. He says he's either leaving Ohio or heading into Georgia. He's nowhere near Philadelphia. Amy asks if he found his wife, and he says no, but he did find the RV. And Alan this is asks, one of those. We have two like kind of cheat swing sets. There's yes. this one, and then and there's the, the outside the boys' bedroom. Yeah, yep. it's funny. Yep. They're like really just. They're you know, like one shot, basically. Exactly. Like one one little shot, one <laughs> one little four foot section yep. max. So, don't cost too much. Yeah. But this one, I mean, so how did they get the car effect moving on the outside? That's what I'm curious about. Yeah, I was, lights. Like, is it a no? Because you actually I think you can see cars moving. So it might actually be a screen. Like, I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Did they do things? Did, they didn't do things after the fact, like digitally, digitally. back green screen, screen, did they? I don't think green. we would have had green screen back then. But maybe well, we had did. regular green screen. Don't you remember I rapped about it? But no, the um, <laughs> the, the the other. I mean, I don't know if we had it on our set because it's funny because in the yeah. the next scene, I re- it really made me realize how amazing those backdrops are because that backyard you can stare at it and it looks real. Well, it's a photograph. Yeah, yeah it's a. Gi- I know that's what I mean, a, but it yeah, looks. Right. Gr- I mean that with it really there's depth to it with a, with but, the other plants yeah, in front of it. Think, so the only green screen we ever did was our amazing opening credits. Uh, which Hopping into the car. Uh, season three, when oh, we're all in the car and, and it looks uh, so fake. Yeah, and yeah. and good looking detective. We did a big green screen uh, yeah. for good oh, okay. looking detective yeah. too. But yeah. I don't think they would have done green screen for this. So I'm I'm curious how they actually pulled that off because you can huh, see I, cars whizzing. We by could probably ask uh, Kendall. Yeah. At some point. We'll have to follow up on that. So Alan asks if Chet's coming back and he says he won't be coming until he finds his wife and wins her back. And then a waitress comes up and hands him the bill and he reluctantly pays, saying he thought he left it on the table. (laughs) So he was trying to dine and dash. Alan says it's not fair to anyone with Sean's current situation and he should come tell Sean. Chet says, I just did. If he knows his son, he's nearby listening in on the adults talking. And yep. Sure enough, Sean is listening behind them and says no one wants him and he doesn't need anybody. And he runs upstairs. Poor Sean. Poor Sean. Alan and Amy run after Sean, but Turner waits for him outside by the treehouse because he was once a little Sean type. And so he knows exactly where he's going and what he's doing. And he runs out into the Matthews backyard. Sure enough, Sean jumps down and Turner says it's easy to run when someone reaches out and tells him they care. But all Sean is looking for is somewhere to sleep. Turner surprises him and says he can give Sean a home. Sean asks if it's just for three weeks and then he'll get sick of him. And Turner says uh, he's already sick of him, but no, he's still offering him a home. And he says he needs to do something for somebody else and he isn't trying to be his dad. Sean agrees to move in with Turner with a very cool handshake, saying Mm -hmm. they both like a challenge. And then great scene. Great. I mean the great dialogue scene. is yeah. so good. Yep. And it's like the characters are just you're just you're just rooting for this to happen. Absolutely. In the best and what I way. Yeah. what yeah. I love too is what you were talking about, writer, with um Tony being such a good dramatic actor. The one of the things we loved so much from career day was the way uh Alan Rusty pats Ben's stomach at the end instead yeah. of when and it could be this really kind of like, I'm the son of my father, and it could right. be this emotional thing. The fact that Turner responds with 
I'm sick of you right now. Exactly. Like yeah. the fact that yeah, the I'm response is, I'm not going to try to be your dad. I don't like, want to be your dad. Yeah. All of it's yeah. so good. It makes yeah. it, it actually makes it land so much more. You're so much more invested yeah. than laying it on too thick. Plus the way um, they've set it up where they need each other already. We already yes. know they need each other. It's great. Exactly. Because it could they very easily could have a lesser show wouldn't have given us any backstory about why this is actually going to be good for Turner, too. And it would have just been that Turner's going to do the good thing for this kid. But instead, it is actually a who rescued who to to borrow a phrase from dog rescue, which ties it all in with the laying it on thick in the bedroom with the dog. Hey, hey, that was a metaphor. The dog. What? I just got it. Oh, So uh, in then to top off an already incredible scene between Sean and Turner, Corey falls out of the treehouse. So good. It was so I laughed, actually laughed out loud out loud. So did I. I actually laughed out loud. He falls down hurting himself and says, oh, gosh. Oh, oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. gosh. And I it's perfect. It is perfect. So funny. Couldn't love it more. So Turner excuses himself to go square things up with Sean's dad. And Corey overheard the conversation with Turner. He was hanging in the tree for a while, had to wait for a squirrel to leave him alone. And he gets why this situation is better than his parents' house. And Sean won't be astray anymore. Tons of hand rubbing. Ben, after the land, it's all hand rubbing. But man, it's... It was fun. Oh, it was so good. Oh, so funny. So Sean asks, what if he hates living with Turner? And Corey says he'll have his parents put in a doggy door for him. And Sean says, just leave a window open. And Corey says, you got it. And just one beautiful scene after another. Yep, I agree. Great writing. Awesome. Awesome. Sherman wrote this episode, right? Yes. Uh Yeah. And Matthew Nelson wrote the one before, Career Day. Yep. We've had a couple dare, in a row that have been really well written. Yeah. Dare I say, Career Day and Home are two of my favorite episodes of the series? Really? Yes. Definitely of the season for me, I would say. I, they're wow. great. It's a uh, solid these are ending, too. Right on par with me, for me, with some of my favorite season one episodes. If mm. not, even in my opinion, slightly better than some of those. I just, mm. I, I think, think these, about, these are in contention for me. Yeah. They're not too dramatic for you. Like, I mean, I, I love I, them. Me, the, really? Okay. Because for me, like the the dog scene especially is just not a great scene. <laughs> like, you know, I can, see, there, I can uh, see how you would feel that way. But I, I also think if you really put it into context of yeah. that was for 11-year-olds. Yeah. Right, and some right, of right, the right. other stuff is for the 45-year-olds. And some of the right. other stuff is for the 20-year-olds who are there right. watching. Right, right. And, and we still get, even though they are dramatic episodes, there are still, I literally laughed out loud multiple times in Me this. Too. When, when Corey falls out of the tree at the perfect I, moment, yeah. I was great. And I rewound right. it and I watched it again. So yeah. to me, it, there's never too long without a laugh. Right. There's the right amount of hooking me in and making me invested. And then they break it up with a laugh out loud moment. It's a beautiful, beautiful episode. I agree. I agree 100 percent. I thought it was great. I thought the last two especially have been yes. what a way like just what a way to end 
the season. And if and we were ever one... on the bubble, I mean, come on. You exactly. Know? And then that. Thrilla and Phila being right before career day. You have a fantastic farcical romp weirdo. Romp. Yeah. Yes. It's like, Robert if looking, if I mean, Yeah, come on. Right. It's like this. So season is... two won you guys over. Season I mean, is. we started off. It was I was drop shot. <laughs> and rough. boy, they, yeah. this show's hooked me in. That I am. I'm glued to it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it needs to be said, like, even more devastating that Tony never came back after his motorcycle accident. I know. Now, well, I, I don't even want to talk the about show that now. Hinged on <gasps> this relationship, like the cliffhanger of the season is Sean and Turner are going to be living together. I can't wait but to we see that. Still have We're season three it. with him. We still have season three. Let's wait to mourn his loss. It's just until... so inve- it's so clearly invested in Sean's arc. Yeah. Like his whole character is going to be saved by this person. Yeah. And yeah. Tony's gonna. And Turner's Tony will be saved yes. by Sean. It's yeah. so great. Like, yeah, we have to resolve this. Well, you will. And then he's in a, a horrible show? motorcycle Just accident. He resolved it in 30 seconds on Girl Meets World. I remember oh. I was there. Oh. Yikes. So we are in Feeney's backyard. Eric is gardening while Feeney watches. Eric is tired of it. He demands to know the secrets about the SATs, which are now tomorrow. Feeney says, get a good night's sleep, which he reveals is the first secret. The second is clear your mind. And Feeney asks him if he knows what the third secret is. And Eric says, you're Satan. (laughs) You're (laughs) Satan? So funny. I remember that. Feeney asks him if he knows what SAT means. And Eric says, sat? And Feeney says, scholastic aptitude test. It It measures what's in your brain. So get some sleep, clear your mind, and trust yourself. Eric prepares to leave, but Feeney says there's still work to do. The manner of pruning my azaleas. Azaleas, man. <laughs> and Eric says, sure, I'll get right on that. Psych! You already told me the three secrets. And Feeney asks if he said there were only three secrets because psych! And we end the episode on maybe a little bit of an oof joke. Could have been, a, could have been better. Could have the been way better. we started on a little bit of an oof joke. But yes. boy, everything in the middle of this is just exactly golden and gorgeous. I love it so much. So uh, any final thoughts now that we have finished season two? I mean, mm. we're going to do a whole recap of season two. You yeah, don't need yeah, to tell yeah. me your thoughts on the overall season. But any other thoughts on this episode before we close this out? I, I really, I really enjoyed it. I really Me liked too. seeing where it's going. I like seeing that they know there's going to be a direction. They're flushing out other characters besides just Corey. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I think that I'm in. At, at this point, it's 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 really interesting how much the 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 side characters Sean and and Turner have become, you know, the central yeah. Yeah. relationship to the it's show amazing. and like. It's really it's a it's a risk, you know, and I'm 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 glad it happened. <laughs> Me Obviously. too. Um, but it's funny because I didn't see it. It felt inevitable at, at that age, like when we were doing it. But in retrospect, like it's a it's a big shift from yeah. the beginning of the second season to end this way. It's it's a big shift. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And and I guess I I also like where's Topanga, right? <laughs> like right, you know, <laughs> which ends up becoming a, the, probably the central relationship of Boy Meets World. It's so interesting that the second season ends without any sort of yeah. development in that yep. that yeah. regard. Yeah. 
Well, join us for our next episode, season three, episode one, My Best Friend's Girl. It originally aired September 22nd, 1995. And next week, Bra Meets World will be joining us for the Pod Meets World season recap. Cannot wait to welcome them back. They're always phenomenal. So thank you for joining us for this episode of Pod Meets World. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Pod Meets World Show. You can send us your emails, podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. And we have merch. Turn on your merch line. Podmeetsworldshow.com will send us out. We love you all. Pod dismissed. Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Will Friedle, and Ryder Strong. Executive producers Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer and editor, Tara Sudbach. Producer, Jackie Rodriguez. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan, Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon, and you can follow us on Instagram at Pod Meets World Show or email us at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandies shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.